Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the greatest show on Tuesday night. We come to you every week where we bring you the best topics about marriage from the male's point of view. Our show, the virtual talk show for married men, has the best-selling book, Why Married Men Don't Talk, written by Mr. Tony Hawkins. And we have one of the best-looking and viewed website at www.householdstress.com, where you can go and listen to any of our over 200 episodes that deals with uh, all topics of issues that you may be going through right now. We got it for you. We got the answer. Just go to our website, www.householdstress.com, and if we don't, leave us a comment. We'll get the answer for you on this show. Um, our show this evening will be hosted by yours truly, P-Town, and our co-host, Mr. T-Hawk, and Mr. Unexpected, Mr. Rodney Turner, Mr. Tony Hawkins, is himself. Few rules, fellas, few rules, few rules. Um, then I have to tell you about there are no cursing. Respect each other's comments. And it's okay to agree to disagree. We want you to come as you are, as a man, and be yourself. There is no judgments on this show. This is a support show. We want to help everybody out. Disclaimer, fellas. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Before you sit down in your chair, we had some technical difficulties earlier, but that's all right. You're already in your chair. I need you to get up, go to the refrigerator, and bring me a glass of iced tea. Why? Because I'm sitting at your couch right now. I guarantee you, once you hear the topic tonight, you're going to say, hey, man, what's up? You need some chips or anything? And I'm be right in your bed, in your living room right now. Um, so let's get comfortable uh, and let's talk this issue out. Hey, and fellas, this topic tonight, it's all right if you cry. It's all right if you get emotional. Crap. You got a, you got a lot of you got a lot of shoulders to lean on right here. You got a lot of brothers that'll hold you up. Because when you hear this Darren topic tonight, Darren gonna need some Kleenex. Darren gonna need some Kleenex. But once you hear, you understand why. Another disclaimer, fellas. Another disclaimer. Another disclaimer. What we're gonna talk about, we know where it's gonna go. We know where it's gonna go. All right, you can't leave God out of this conversation. But I wanted us to talk to as men. So I'm going to open it up when it's time to bring in the answer, the true answer. Right now, I want to see where you came from, where you're going, and where we are right now. So please hold your comments. Anything that is, is religious-based, 
let's just see how you handle it as man. And if we handle it wrong, then we'll bring it up when it's time to, to handle business. All right, fellas, can y'all can we promise us that? All right. Thank you, yep. sir. Thank you. Thank you. Our topic this evening, the true, the true pressures of a married man. Fellas, we all live it every day. Right now, we're going through something. Everybody on this phone is going through something. And the pressure is on us to stand our ground, fix the issue, be supportive, listen, communicate, and come up with ideas or plans that will get the pressure off of us. And it's more and more and more and more when we talk about pressure that we can talk about on this call tonight. But it's always left. But as always, let's start with the definition of pressure. I want to make sure everybody understands the definition of pressure. When you go to dictionary.com, there's 11 or 12 different definitions of pressure. I'm not going to read all 12 of them. I picked two that I thought that will fit this call. And um, one would be the state of being pressed or compressed. The state of being pressed or compressed. And the next one I thought that would fit this call, that fits the married man and the pressures that we go through on a daily basis, um, um, is uh, to force someone toward a particular end, influence, to force someone towards a particular end or be influenced. So my questions to the group. Here we go, fellas. All right. I'm throwing the monkey wrench. I'm throwing the Mike Tyson punch right up front. Y'all ready for it? Yes, sir. Go ahead. It's just like uh, how he was singing and then hit my man and hang up. <laughs> yeah, it's time anyway. You, we late. <laughs> hey, hey, we late. We late. Were you pressured into manhood? Maybe someone was pressured into marriage. Mm-mm. I don't want to go there yet. I want to okay. know were you pressured into manhood? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. Talk about it. I, I I was pressured into manhood because I since I was the age of two, three, maybe earlier, I was told, 18, you out of here. Yeah. I was told was, the exact same thing. So that kind of made me uh, always think about it every time, you know, I'm in the middle of a beating or I'm in the middle of getting cussed out. It was always, 18, you out of here. You know, that was a constant reminder. So uh, so at 18, w- without her saying I was out of there at 18, I was already really, um, you know, I-, I thought at the time that I graduated, you know, I was out of there. So I graduated on Friday and I left on Monday. And, and I agree with you, man. It, it started at age two or three. Right. At age two or three, you got a lot of beacons for what you weren't supposed to do. Stop running. Stop touching. Don't touch the stove. Mm-hmm. Those are pressures because your your, your mind and your and your and your thoughts want you to do something, and somebody is holding you back from doing. It. And you grow up doing that. You go to school. You got to follow directions. You got to learn how to read. You're pressured through school. I was pressured through school to make sure that I got to the when I got to 18 that I had a choice to make. Mm-hmm. Right. I was pressured at the age of 16 to go on to work. My dad was like, if you want a car, you don't have to put gas in it. I'll pay for the insurance, but you got to do everything else to it. 
You know what I mean? So I was pressured to make sure that I have, I learned responsibility as a young man. I was I wasn't given a baby doll when I was young. Though I had, you know, a sister, she had the baby dolls. I was given things that boys for boys, right? So I was pressured to learn how to do boy things so that they'll help me be, be able to to um, talk as a man when I got to the age. So that's when I'm asking you about manhood, where you pressured into manhood like I was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Isaac, I'm trying to get you on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm mute. Anybody else? Was anybody else pressured into manhood? Well, let's move forward. Were you pressured into life, into your life dream, what you what you grew up dreaming to be as a kid, or were you pressured in the life that you have right now? Pressure by who? By world, society, by the way you were brought up. By a parent? Or, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably what it would be, because a lot of times I would think it was the parents that would pressure you to do certain things. Yeah. But did it go against what you wanted to do? When you look back on your life, you had a dream. Are you living your dream right now? Mm-hmm. I guess I am. I don't think nobody really lived their dream. They 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 they're always striving to get to that point if they don't give up. I believe that everybody or nobody really reached that that dream and they kind of just settle. It's like the in the mind in your mind. Hey, I want this. I want this girl with this and that and, and you know my my my. my, my huh? I want this girl with extensions in her hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pairs. Right. <laughs> He said, you know, um, he said, you re- you real religious, so you'll get this. You know, none of my boys in the street will. He said, uh, uh, one day Adam and Eve was in the garden. I don't know if y'all heard this or not. But he said Adam and Eve was in the garden. Oh, no, 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 we got to wait. We got to wait. We can't, oh, this, we can't bring it. up Adam yet. We can't bring up Adam yet. We can't, we can't bring up Adam yet. It's a joke. I can't tell the joke. Don't tell the joke right now. <laughs> you gotta hold on because that Adam will, will bring other people in. Okay. I don't want. I, I, I want to hold off on the joke, and, and I know where you're going with it. Okay, okay. But we're gonna bring up Adam, and it's gonna fit where it needs to fit. But okay. But but you brought up something profound, and that's what I want to talk about. Is you said we settle. Mm. You 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 in in your comments you you said something profound. You said you know we we strive. To, for our dream, but we end up settling. Yeah. And is that due to pressure because of the way, the path we took? No, that's due to money. <laughs> yeah, right. Is. That's what I was about to say, yep. Hey, money's a big part of pressure. Right. Yeah, you don't want to, you, 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 you end up settling because, you know, you, you say you want this and a big house and a fancy cars and then, you know, you boil down to it. You know, I was pressured into 
going into the military, and then I was pressured to get out of the military because, you know, all the other pressures around me kept telling me, you know, it ain't the military ain't no place for a black man. I'm like, oh man, y'all just saying that. And, you know, I'm trying to get paid, you know, and I get in there, and then the pressures from inside of the military, you know, proved that the people that was telling you not to go was right. But it, what were they right about? What were they right about? Right about that it wasn't a place for a black man, and 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 I would add on to that a black man that's going in enlisted, and then until my brother went in as an officer, now I'm going to continue to add on, especially for a brother that's an officer. <laughs> so you know, it it it, it really was. And I, this is my experience. I'm not saying that this is. I'm not blanketing. Everybody, all brothers in the military, appreciate you serving our country. I was one of them. But uh, the trials and tribulations that brothers go through when they're in the military is a lot of pressure because you got to be twice as good as the, the, the dude that's right beside you that's another color. You have to, you know, to make your recommendations. You have to be thorough all the time. You, if you be right a, a hundred times, that hundred and one time disqualify you from being right no matter how many times you've been right before. And what's wrong with that? Well, because the next person that's right beside you could be wrong a hundred times, and then that hundred and one time that they're right, oh, man, he's a bum all the time, but he just happened to be a white dude. But doesn't that show you how the world really operates? You get a first-hand glimpse of it? Yeah, and that, and that also let, had put the pressure on me to to you know to to evolve differently because if I was to if that, I would have let that bother me I would have gotten myself a whole lot of trouble uh, and that's why I got out after ten years you know um, the the pressure I, I I was going to school with a guy he was in college I was in college I got went for my associates and they said well they both went for our associates and he said they said okay you can go to officer training school go for two years and come out and become an officer I submitted my package. I had higher grades than he did. They said, oh, no, the, mili- the, the, the the changes of the military, you have to get this kind of uh, associate's degree. So I went out and got right. that kind of associate's degree, which was computer science, because that was the, the Navy at the time they was going in that direction. But both of us got, a, uh, you know, a basic, uh, you know, business administration. But he went right. on ahead and went to school to become an officer. I'm still in school trying to get another associate's that, that meets the needs of the Navy. Then when I finished that associate's, they said, "Oh, you got to be uh, now. I got two associate's degrees. Now you need to meet. You need to be get your bass and be available for shore duty to get to become an officer." I was like, "Let wow. me cut. Let me let me cut you off right here." Uh, okay, I'm because I, I know for me, uh, the first time I tried to become an officer, all the white people signed off on it, and it was a black guy that uh, got in the way of mine, another brother. And uh, my friend who was white had Article 15, and he was an officer. And it wasn't until I got into what the all is, so they can know what the Article 15 is. Uh, non-judiciary punishment. Meaning what? In JD, he just did something that he got Article 15. That was it. You know, he got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drunk driving or something like that. So he had to go to court and all this stuff, and he got an Article 15 charge. Basically, he had a record, a military record, and he was an officer. Now, he got in, and I did because of a black guy. And then it wasn't until I went to Korea and had an all-white command structure that my packet got all the way through. But by then, I was totally, you know, turned off to the idea. But I say all that to just say 
that uh, it wasn't for experiencing that little microcosm of how the world really operates. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And it really showed me that even though you can be just as good or better, that people will still, you know, hold you down just because of the color of your skin. And sometimes it can be your own. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was, it was I, I was glad that I got that lesson. And I think a lot of our kids need to realize that because they go out here, they get these little half-ass degrees, and then they get out here in the real world, and they can't figure out why they can't get a job. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so the pressures of, of race, Lead you into where you may not want to go. Yeah, right. Man, that's that, that's you know, I yeah, can agree with that, Mr. Host. I have to disagree with that. Okay, speak oh, to it. Oh Lord, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go because now biracial. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Shut up. Um, but yeah, I, I I would have to disagree with that because you know you talk about the pressures uh, of race, and I don't feel any pressure when it comes to my race. Yeah. I'm a black man, you know. Everybody can see that. Every you know, you make it hear that over the phone. Um, but you know, literally, I don't feel any pressure. Um, and I've been in, you know, this, this, I was at uh, a major board meeting uh, with my company, and I was there for about three days. And I didn't notice until day three that I was the only black man in the boardroom. Because I, you know, I, I, I go in there with, with uh, my experience, my intelligence, um, you know, and all those good stuff. And I don't really, you know. Let me tell you a secret right quick, and I wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. The first day when all those white men went in, they, they knew you were the only black man in there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. But I'm talking about from my perspective. I was there for three days, eight hours a day, and I tell—I literally, I'm like, on day three, I'm like, man, I'm the only black dude up in here. But I was, you know, rocking with him. It was nothing that, you know, they were talking about that I was unfamiliar with or was above my, you know, my intelligence or so. You know, I don't feel the pressures of being a, a, a black man, is, you know, if we're going to go there. But I, I just don't, you know, uh, I, I don't experience that personally. Um, that's not my hang-up. That's not my vice. I just go as as a man. And I have had, literally, I have had some experiences where the color of my skin has, uh, you know, uh, uh, not it, it enabled me to go this way or that way, but it didn't help me from, you know, pressing on and, and moving on to bigger and better things. You know, I've been declined for this. I've been declined for that. And I think it was because of the, the color of my skin. But at the same time, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't really uh, too upset about it because on the on the on the backside of you know those uh, you know turn downs and decline, you know, I was, it was I got into a better situation, you know. So I, was, you know, I, I just put it. Funny, let me let me just add this to you. I don't know how old you are, and you you know, we might be the same age, but we. No, def- you know, you older than me. Yeah, I'm a young boy. I'm a young boy. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a change. I'm, I'm 35. I'm 35. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm a little older than you. Well, yeah. don't put your stock in that because the the moment that you feel like, oh man, white people are cool with me, and it's gonna be the very one. And I'm not, and I pray it don't be. But I'm just right. saying, in most cases, when you when you kind of shut your eye to what is possible. 
And you's like, nah, man, white people ain't like that. Or, nah, man, this situation no, ain't like no. that. Or, my job ain't like that. No. Since no. you shut your your emotional path down to even think that way, first time somebody hurt you, you're going to be really, really distraught. And you're going to look around and say, man, where do I go from here? You're going, Your head is going to be up and hands going to be out like, man, what happened? No, no I didn't more, say that. Right, I got a question, but Rodney, let me ask you this question. Sure. Because you said something that a lot of us deal with at our age right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it not not more because of we know that in, in our positions right now, we're, we're in our higher senior positions because we've been working for a long time. But you said something profound. You said you didn't realize that you were the only one in the room. Yeah. But didn't you feel like there was some pressure that you had to uh, fit in as, as no, a black man? I did not. If he didn't I, notice I, I, until I two days you, later, he didn't have no witness. pressure. I mean, I don't, I don't and, and I did, and, and to me, fellas, honestly, because you're at I an executive level, that, and yeah. that's why I'm asking because we, we're talking a different level than just a worker bee because we all have even good white friends as worker bees. Sure, you know, sure. That we I mean, work with everything. Every man on here has one that they, they'll go drink out, drink with them, and, and, and have a good time, meet their family, bring their family on to the house. But sure. when we're talking, when you get to an executive set, when you're in a room in front of these people, you have to, a lot of men, the pressure, even me, felt like I had to be better. I had yes. to make sure I said the right thing. I had to make sure that, you know, um, I, I, I always wore you know, good clothes and and, and my posture was right. That's and, right. And, 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 and I, I'm just I, that was my posture because I was a young guy and I got I got bumped up a lot of places in leadership positions at a yeah. young age yeah. around your age. You know, like 35 meeting teams and yeah, now you got these older guys that's tough on you. Let me ask a question. Yes, sir. And I want to take it out of the boardroom for a minute. Okay. And let's just say, and I'm going I'm to throw this at Rodney. Sure. Let's just say it wasn't the boardroom. Let's say it was down deep water, Mississippi. <laughs> you went, and, you went, and you went on a business trip, and then it was nighttime, and you said, man, I'm, I'm tired of going to this hotel. I'm staying in this hotel. Let me go find some social life. No. And you roll up into this, to this, to this, 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 joint. this bar. Do joint. joint. That's what they call you them now. And you walk in, and you're the only black dude in there, and there's 20, there's 200 other people that aren't black. <laughs> yeah, now that's different. And What's, you know, different I, it, What's different It is it? different, because it is the South, and I'm not uh, ignorant <laughs> to, 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 to how, how the South is. So, you know, okay, I was in the war room in, in D.C., you know, and D.C. is a very eclectic and, and diverse, and... And, and and what I'm saying is that I would I probably that I wouldn't have done that. Well, let's not say the South. Let's say Maine. I would have went to Maine. Maine, you know, yeah. Fine. Okay, that's Maine. You got to go out in a hotel, or let's just say Boston. Yeah, Boston. you got to go out in a hotel. I mean, out of the hotel, you go someplace and you walk in there, and it's 200 people that aren't black, and you're the only black person in there. Sure. Right. And you look around. And you don't see any other black people. Are you going to feel the same exact way you felt in that boardroom? Yes, in Boston or Maine. Yes, not in Mississippi. Wow. Well, 
And this is good. I mean, awesome. I, I, this is good conversation, fellas. But I want to get back to something that Darren said also. He also talked about not only the pressures of race, but he talked about the pressures of money. Now, we all know growing up, we didn't need money to do what we wanted to do. If we wanted to go play ball, we got on a bike, golf. We wanted to go to the store, we get a couple of pennies. We wore what we wore, and it was great. But wasn't the pressures of women is the main reason why we need money? Yeah. It's women. <laughs> I mean, because we could live in a cardboard box and we would be good, right? But we buy old. big houses and, and, and Mercedes. We buy these things not for us. Yeah, that's true. Right? I feel you on that. And that pressure, if you're driving a, 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 a Toyota Tercel, are you rolling down the street talking to women? Or you getting out your car, parking down the street, then going to the club, and then say, I'll meet you at your house and park down nah, the street and walk down. No, not me. I you, found a woman to buy me a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> are, you saying, are you saying material things don't matter to men? <laughs> I think material things do matter to men. And in the pressures of of um, of work, for one, and pressures, pressures of being in, in, in involved in certain groups makes men want to be a part of something because they know at the end of the day the reward is a woman. Yeah, that, that, that's true. That's hey, true. Let, I, I get you on that. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question, Mr. Host. Yes, sir. The, your topic is the true pressure of a married man. That's right. Did you come up with one true pressure of a married man? Oh yeah, I got I got about a thousand of them. I got one of them, and the reason why I'm asking you as a single man because I want to see if these are the exact same pressures that you had before you was married. That when we get into the marriage, are you still having those same pressures? Uh oh. Hey, Barb, have a I got the radio. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Okay. Okay. All right. It, it, my my ear was ringing there for a second. But yeah, I want to. Uh, the reason why we want to have these calls because the pressures of the job, the pressures of of uh, race, the pressures of not living your dream, but going where you you know you settle it, right? Is that and any different? And, but 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 I got another question before if there's any difference when you get married. But do you have any pressures to do things in life that you didn't want to do? Did somebody make you do something you didn't want to do? Because a lot of men go down the wrong road. Somebody has an echo. I don't know whose phone is. No, we're good. We're good. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Um. But sometimes we go down the wrong path because of pressures of other people. We're trying to impress other people because we talked about the money. We talked about the pressures of jobs. But how many? Why are men in jail right now and not married? Hmm? Yeah, the pressures of life. We choose they, our path, right? Because they broke the law. <laughs> right. But don't around that. To, but yeah, but saying that, you know, they 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 did something. 
Because they felt pressure. pressure. Right, yeah. I understand what he's saying. Nah, man, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. McDonald's <laughs> is always that. hiring. McDonald's is always hiring. But yeah. but um, if your lights is off and you need five hundred dollars, but you don't work at McDonald's, you only get a hundred dollars and need you need four uh, weeks to get that money. So what hey, you gonna we, do? Rob somebody and then have somebody else turn the lights on every day? Happens but, every day. It happens every day. The pressures of men. Why why are so many men in jail? Hold on. No, I'm not buying that. I think I think maybe we need to back up a little bit. Can we define manhood? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Because when you say, I mean, we people get locked up every day, and I understand that. Okay, so if you want to use an example, let's just say you know a dude was was uh, you know, had a suspended license because he was driving to pick his kid up from school. I mean, something related to something that had that he had to do something with the family. Not mm-hmm. just okay. You had to rob somebody for five hundred dollars. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's still it, a choice. Still At the end of the day, it's still a choice you got to make. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's still a choice. But the pressure is on for you to make a lot. A lot of times, a lot of times the pressure is on for you to make the wrong choice or a right choice, and the right choice take too long to pay off. And, and at the time, you know, the wrong choice is probably like the easy money, the easy way out. And if you can just get away with it, you can just get over, you know, get that loaf of bread or, you know, get that. I mean, we on this phone, a lot of us ain't been in a place in a serious situation where you was pressured to to, to sell stuff or you was pressured to, to, to you know, to do something because, you know, you wanted to be accepted. You know, it, it, it depends on what it is, but... I understand what Pete Town saying. It's, it's like you you pressure, and, and that pressure a lot of times call, lands you in prison. Yes. Because it, it it makes you break the law. It makes you break the law. I mean, you're, it depends on what you want. Yes. All right. Like Rodney was saying. Rodney was saying earlier. What is the definition of being a man? Now I, I could understand being a teenager and being pressured to do something like that. But when you become a man, you make your own decisions. No, no, no. Okay. Let's say let's say the definition of a man is making sure things happen, making sure you get it done, making sure your family is taken care of by any mm-hmm. means necessary. We didn't say godly man. We just said the definition of a man. Gotcha. That's it. Yeah, and Tony just actually answered his own question with his definition because, you know, a man is not a teenager, and that's the difference between, you know, manhood is the state or period of being a man sure. rather than a child. That well, is for what age does that occur? Because I I see people right. who are seventeen who, because of circumstances, have developed man-like qualities that carry on to the manhood, but it's only because not of age, because of the circumstance. But before we get too far in that, I, I just I just wanted to reverse a little bit. These things are fine, and you can define manhood, but it's not. Those are pressures of a married man. Like, no, no, no. A man, if man, no, that's not necessarily married man because a man with kids that ain't married, he still got to feed his kids. But that's the topic, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the topic. A man, so, married man. <clears throat> a lot of those things can apply either or. See, I think pressures of a married man. I think of high heels, three and a half inches, <laughs> and she smiles. Yes, that is the scent that I remember from college that someone used to wear, but she wears this oh so much better 
Wow. And she just brought me some banana cake because she bakes. Mm-hmm. And even though I ate it with my left hand, ring's glistening, ring is glistening. She was a drop pitch. Man, come on, man. Let me pour you. Let me pour you a drink, man. Let me pour you. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, it's and you know what's crazy is those things. Yeah, it's not your kryptonite in the first year of marriage, second year, fifth year. But see, there's some people who you didn't got to calling wifey ball and chain, and you, your marriage ain't been worked on, and you know you feel like life beating you down, and then all of a sudden. You know, somebody giving you, you know, attention, and all of a sudden you feel like the dust is blowing off of your charcoal. You're like, whoa, I'm still alive. I'm still in the match. That's right. Now, so here that's it is. Right. So here's the question. That's right. So here's the question because we're right where we're supposed to be, right? Get ready to roll into it. This is great, fellas. So I'm going to ask this question before we talk about marriage. Did you pressure your now wife? Um, into marriage, and did you make the right choice? I don't know. Like, no, don't no I, ain't, I ain't pressure my wife into marriage. Man. <laughs> I'm never going to pressure a woman into marriage. Yeah, I've I, seen I, I mean, that many times. I never seen well, a pressure a woman into marriage. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's possible. He, he asked, said, he said, were you pressured into marriage? Now, if any oh. of us answer that question, our uh, wives listen to this. We're going to be in the hot seat. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh, that's you said that. Listen, no, I said, first I asked you, did you pressure your wife in marrying you? Mm-hmm. And, and and the answer is yes. And I'm How, is that? How is that answer? That's not yeah, a because, And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because you courted her. You did everything you could. Her, you did everything you could that she would pick you other than to pick Tyrone, Mr. Mandingo. <laughs> Pressures 
to be one? Are we under the pressures of being the man of the house when we become one, when we make our, our wife ours? Is it now more pressure or is it less pressure than you were when you were just single and trying to get to where you are now? Hmm. This don't really apply to me. <laughs> you don't have any pressures when you were standing up there at the altar. Nothing like that in your mind said, you know what, I got to do. All, I got to carry all her luggage, my luggage. It was a, it was a heavy load, man. It, it It was really, when you think about it, and you know, you're really asking questions in, in deep water here because if, if anybody honestly answers, you're going to be in trouble, man. That's right, the pressures of a married man. <laughs> I mean, it don't apply to me. I mean, because I was married once before. I mean, I hate so, everybody in my wife family. You hate everybody? Wait, you say you hate everybody in your wife's family? <laughs> in her <laughs> Oh. Nobody like me and because, you know, for whatever reason, because they say I'm controlling by and I'm and I tell them my response to them telling me that I'm controlling is that I'm a head of a household and God charges me if things are not right. So if I tell my wife no, then they think that's controlling. And then they look yeah. at me like why they got why why she gotta ask you? And, and I'm like, no, because she asked me, and I said, we can't do that right now. Or, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, we about to go. Or, no, nah, she can't come over because I plan on taking you out tomorrow. But they only hear me saying no. no. They don't hear why. Right, right, right. You know, they and then, know. They, then they label that as control. And then they say, well, you used to be like that. You used to let no man talk to you like that. Why are you well, letting no. this, this man say this and say that? Yeah. You need to, you know, stand up for yourself. And then now that brings trouble in my house. That brings pressure in my house for me to try to explain to my wife, look, that's, you know, that's not what I meant. Hey, you know, that, you know, I was taking yeah. you out tomorrow. And you see, that's, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed because I got, I got the perfect woman because her family ain't even in the picture. Mm. So that's why I said, you know, it's like uh, the first woman I, I, I married was the wrong woman. Wrong, wrong, everything was wrong. The second time, you know, it was a perfect fit. You know, I ain't got no family in her ear. Uh, she pretty much do what I say. So, you know, all this stuff, you know, y'all talking about. It is. I mean, it really. Honestly, I mean, seriously, it really don't apply. I can be. I, I marry somebody. I can be somebody myself around. You see what where, I'm where's, where's her family at? They in North Carolina. Oh, okay. that's my wife's family. That's four there. hours away. It, yeah, they tried to come up here for the wedding, and, I, and they tried. And I told them they couldn't stay in my house, and they tried to stay in the driveway, and I had to kick them out the driveway. Stay in the driveway. <laughs> so you know that that whole you know in her ear. I ain't got to deal with none of that, man. I, I don't. But you know I'm an outlier. That's why I say I'm an outlier. I'm not the typical. Think, do you say really in her ear? She just ain't said nothing to you, or do you? You, you know what I'm saying? No, oh, I, I I know without a fact they not in her ear. I would be shocked if they were. Because they, they, they was in my wife's ear for the for the first three or four years in our marriage, and I didn't even know it. I didn't know well, it no. until I was at a barbecue and somebody said something that like they's like, see, I told you he was. I was like, you. They told you what? When, when did that happen? You know, and she never no. say anything to me. No, no. I, I, I thankfully I got a woman that know a, a good man. It's hard to find, and so she's not gonna let family come in and try to tell her otherwise. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a she little didn't thing, never tell especially, me. Especially, man, 
Well, it's my second time. I had to go through. I had to go through hell the first round. Now, <laughs> y'all missing so, that? So the, I had to. I had to burn nine years now. Huh? So the pressures of family. Well, can like affect I, the man's marriage. Yeah, I mean, my first marriage was broken up by my mother-in-law in the church, and I told y'all that story a long time ago. Yeah, that was a church cult thing. Yeah, that was a church cult, and the mother-in-law also in her ear and everything. I didn't even know the mother-in-law was in her ear until after we divorced. Hey guys, can I say something? Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I think there's more pressure on a married man that's going through his second or third marriage, because if the woman can, you know, be married to that man and you know say, okay, now forgive me for all my errors in the past, but the man has to make sure that this one, you know, works out right. Because if he doesn't, he says, well, he has a past. But, you know, so there's more pressure on him to make it work than than the woman. So he has to just double down. He has to show that he can provide. He has to show he's a loving husband. And he has to show that he understands as well. So that's the pressure that I've experienced and uh, continue to experience in terms of, you know, I have a past because of my choices, and I've been married before. Now I have to make it work. But let me ask you this. Is that a pressure that you put on you, or is that a pressure that your second wife runs down and says, you know, hey, you've been at the Olympics before. I need to make yeah. sure you know what you're doing this time. Or, you know, is that something that you just come up with, like, i got to make this work. i got to make sure you know, this one works. It's, it's a pressure that comes on both because you have – her family that's you know uh, kind of look at her and says okay uh, we understand what happened in the past for you but hey uh, this guy is, seems to be your choice but uh, if it doesn't work we know how wonderful you are but you're not living with her I'm the one living with her okay right. so right. I'm not putting pressure on myself but the pressure is already put on me I'm on a public uh, uh, you know, the public stage that everybody says, okay, if she doesn't work, we know your past. But Hey, bro, well, let me ask you a question. How many times have you been married? Now, if you've been married like six and seven times, then, yeah, you got that, yeah. that on you. No, if, no. I've been married twice, okay? And, okay. Uh, twice before, or this is the second marriage? No, twice before. Uh, okay. And uh, that's, that's actually my third. But... Uh, and I was talking to my dad today, so it's just pretty much, you know, you made some stupid mistake. It can no longer be a mistake. You're not men yet. So be careful on the decision that you make. And right. not because everybody's looking at you or not. Okay. Hey, little fellas, I'm going to sign out and sign back in because I'm scared sitting in this car was coming down on Owens Mills, Maryland. I need to go somewhere where I can be protected. <laughs> I'll talk to you on a few, man. All right, go ahead. And 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 again, I understand what he's saying. And and I've been divorced one time. And I think at a certain point, you don't have to, you know, worry about who's looking, who's watching. You know that people know your past. Your family knows. Maybe her family knows. People know. Okay, he's been divorced. And it's not something that we wear like a badge of honor. It's something that, you know, we failed at marriage at some point. 
So there is a lot of pressure there, even if it's pressure that you put on yourself. But there's pressure. You're like, I can't mess this up because then that's somebody going to tell me, look in the mirror. Because you all say that. Well, if you know you got divorced once, you got divorced twice, three, four times. It ain't heard. You got to look in the mirror. So we got that on top of us as well. So, you know, I understand exactly what he's saying. If there is some added pressure when you're doing it again for the second time. When you're doing it, you, if you on round, uh, automatic, okay, I go over this in, in, in my book. If you go on round two, you, you absolutely have the worst chance of it making it. Because you got double the pressures, you got added luggage from her side and your side. Enemy got the upper hand or try to have the upper hand because now you got kids, you know, talking about your spouse and you got family members talking about you and you under a lot of pressure to just work this one out because there's so much other things, there's so much other uh, entities involved with you not making it. You know, child support. Don't let that be a problem. Uh, alimony. Oh, that's another one. You know, just don't don't let her kids or her uh, or somebody accuse you of of child molestation. Uh, that's another. I had a homeboy just the other day. He was accused of molesting his child. He got two. He got two jobs. And I'm like, how in the world you got time? He said, I don't know, man. She just she's just saying this about me. So she can do this and do that, and I was like, and that's this is all kind of pressure that being married a second time puts you into. You automatically married into pressures when you go a second and third and fourth time around. You got a so stigma it, third or fourth time. So is it is it very hard to just just get through the drama, get past the drama with the first wife? And that everybody comes to an understanding saying, here's how we're going to raise these kids. We're going to raise them, you know, all three of us together or, or whatever the case may be. Here's what I've found because um, you, think, you think communication is tough when you're in a marriage. Well, by the time you get to divorce, I mean, you got, I mean, the communication usually is, is even worse. Yeah. And, and I mean, you got no say and no pulling. And a lot of times, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to do a, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to raise my child the way I want to raise my child. And you got nothing to say now, which causes even more stress. Yeah. 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 And I don't have um, ex-wife drama. And I still feel that there's some pressure on me to make it. You know what I mean? Um she and I belong great. We don't have issues with the kids. So There's none of that drama that I have. But You're a blessed still, man. Yeah, but there's still pressure for me to make it, you know what I mean, because people still looking. Like, okay, you know, is this guy be who he says he is now? It, you know, it, what kind of husband is he really going to be? You know what I'm mm. saying? I mean, once you already, you know, fail at it, you know, it's 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 just something, you know, that that you got to deal with. So, yes, there's more pressure on me to stay married than somebody that has never been divorced, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Was, but you know what? You said something <clears throat> that I think, you know, that everybody on this call can make, and and that's just the pressure of the head of household fell in the family. Mm. Um, and that's, that's what's important to me. I believe, and, and I say this because I work so hard. I work you know, um, for my wife, for my kids, I want them to show, you know, show them that I, I, I do my best at everything that we do. I try to spend time with them. I try to manage 
what time I have with everything that I can do. And it came to a part last week where after I guess I left your house, mm-hmm. I darn near had a heat stroke. Mm. I went to, I took them to get something to eat, and mm. I cramped up. I was breathing hard. Oh, I was had to call 911. Man, that ain't nothing to play with, man. In the middle of Bird King. But I was able to calm myself down, and I called the wife, told her I was all right, but, you know, I had worked myself, you know, to exhaustion. And, and it, was, it wasn't that I wasn't drinking enough water, but I wanted to make sure that my guys were drinking more water than I was. So I was telling them to keep drinking, 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 and I was giving them my drink, and I ended up being the one hurt. Yeah, it'll sneak and up it, on you. Yeah, and it ended up, you know, it's almost like your life flashes in between your eyes and stuff. And it felt like, well, if I overwork myself, then what am I, am I helping my family by overworking myself? No, not at all. Not at all. That's crazy. What you just said right now is crazy. Not to put judgment, but it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you still have to go home. Yeah. You know, whatever you do throughout the day to make the money, that's great. At the end of the day, you still have to show up. And that's what they're looking for. And sometimes we get it twisted. And we get it, and we think that they're looking for the money, they're looking for the paycheck, they're looking for all this work to be done. No, they're looking for you to come home alive. Yeah. Right. And I just, I just, it, and it just popped to me this weekend because, you know, yeah, that's, then, that's what's important. Yeah. yeah, I went back. I still went to the store, bought the little weed feed, went back to Ike House before I went home, and sprayed all the weed on the street. But it was just one of those things is that sometimes our determination, our dreams, what I talked about at the beginning, affects the way we think. That can harm you know you think you're doing good, but you're harming your family, yeah. yeah yeah any more pressures that that uh anybody's having on this phone that is uh they think that is a, it will affect their family I know one thing uh with with me and my wife we feel we feel that kind of pressure uh because of the ministry we're involved in. Oh yeah. No. Not only, you know, uh do we have to keep our marriage together for us, but I mean there's a lot of eyes on us. Yeah. You can't you can't fail. You can't make a mistake. You can't get mad at your wife in in public. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, 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 hold on now. Hold on. My our our daughter gave us a uh Glenn and I celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary. It's her second marriage and my third. Um, last uh, last Tuesday, and our daughter gave us a um, a um, anniversary card, and uh, she signed it. Um, Happy anniversary! Keep up the good work. People are watching. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That's strong. One thing one thing about it though, um, and, and and my wife and I are in the same boat. We over marriage ministry, and, and especially this. This book is giving us a lot of not problems, but you know we got a lot of eyes on us, and and I can't help. I, I, I one thing I can't do is do myself a disservice by being fake uh, in, in front of other people just because I'm trying to uh, to try to make it seem like we have a perfect marriage. 
but it's it's when you show that your marriage is imperfect. That's what people really appreciate because they know that dang, you know, ain't nothing perfect. If you if you can write something like this, then and 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 you and your wife getting at it like that. I mean, we don't get it in like that. I mean, if if something's wrong or out of place in front of other people, or if I say something out of line, or or she say something out of line, say, hey, watch your mouth, shorty. You know, let's back up from that because we ain't gonna disrespect me now. And and she's like, okay, I'm sorry, baby. And then you know, we'll talk about it later on. Yep. But you know, we 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 honest in front of each other, in front of other people. You know, I, I made a mistake and said something to one of my boys the other day on the phone, and I told my wife, hold on, let me. I'm I'm in the middle of talking. You said, uh, did you just tell me to shut up? I'm like, no, I ain't tell you shut up. I just told you. I just said I was saying something. You need to chill out for a second. You know, but but they they appreciate the generosity. But we're not trying to be uh, fake in front of people. I ain't gonna, I ain't saying that nobody else is, but I'm just saying people could consider that fake. You know, and I've told I've been told. You know, I appreciate you showing us that. You know, even you got problems, or you know, ain't no marriage perfect. I say, hey, because it ain't. No such thing as a perfect marriage. No, and and, and that goes with the pressure of uh, of keeping a roof over your head. Don't we we stay at work longer? We try to get the better jobs so we can make sure we just keep the roofs over our heads because we don't want to come home. And the lights are all. So, and the reason why I say that because I know in D.C. a lot of us got laid off. A lot of us are part of, of something that, you know, at one time we got laid off. And you got to make those, those that pressure decision on how we're going to survive now. Didn't you get laid off? Yes, I did. Yeah, I got laid off too. You know, and I had to make the, the executive decision that, well, I'm a, I'm going business for myself, and I'm going to use our savings. Mm. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, because if you fail, you know, lost your job and your savings, and probably my woman too. Mm. Mm. That's just pressure. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to the determination that now my mindset is I can't fail. I can't fail on this on this company where I almost, like I said, I was over at Ice House, and I was just fine. But all of a sudden, when I hit that cold air, that was it. Body became me. But um, the pressures of, of marriage, man, what about when you... It's ten thirty. So phone I'm right there where you wanna be. The pressure of keeping your wife satisfied. <laughs> man, that ain't no pressure for me, man. <laughs> I got a, I got a standing ovation and compliment uh, last night. As a matter of fact. I got my redemption from, from the interruption on my bad habits. <laughs> She told me, she said, you done improved in some areas. I said, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. But aren't you under pressure? I mean, she goes out, she looks good, and other men are talking to her. No, I mean, pressure is if you feel like you have to do it. I want to do it. I want to, you know, I want to pleasure her. So it's, 
it's not really a it's not a pressure for me. I don't I don't know. It's kind of tricky to define. You know what I'm saying? Because I would think pressure is is like if you have some form of apprehension, but I don't. I'm all in. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's something I can read about female anatomy, I'm gonna read it. You know, or learn it, or you know, you know. I know you all church people. You know, or watch a video demonstration of it, or you know, whatever I got to do. You know, there's no pressure on my part. I mean, and maybe there is. Maybe I'm describing the pressure that you're talking about. Well, you're only talking about a sexual pressure. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about keeping us satisfied. Well, you know, there's more ways than one to do that, God. Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, I, I felt um, I, I'm looking out. I'm looking outside now uh, at my wife. Um, She's been sitting in this car since we've been since we've been on this call. Um, and I, I did feel the pressure to do something special for her for our anniversary that was Sunday and, our, and her birthday on Monday. Especially, How many years, brother? Uh, seven. You know that seven year mark uh, thing came in handy <laughs> yeah. uh, not a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. Right on time. Go ahead. Right. This right at where we at. So um, so we we've been married for seven years and I was so involved with these tenants, you know how they messed up our home and I seen my wife P-Town was a witness that she was about to fight this lady outside in the parking lot she wanted to be young she, she was about to try to fight her you know because she messed up our house we got roaches ants everything in there and they left the place a mess and we were so trying to get that together because we got somebody moving in Friday this Friday and we got to hurry up and get it together that I forgot all about our anniversary uh, her birthday I didn't even wish her a happy birthday happy anniversary and I and somebody you know uh, well I did remember uh, Sunday night and I wished her uh, a happy anniversary but I was at work and I didn't even do nothing for her so I felt pressure to do something like well I ain't gonna, well, let me make sure she ain't I made sure that uh, that I had to get something like planned something like I was planning all along and I just went out and I, I traded my truck in and I love my truck but. I traded it in for her a car, uh, the 2013 um, something, and 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 she's in it. She's going through the manuals, but that helps her get over all this other drama that we're going through. Plus the mistake that I made to, by forgetting. So and and I was under the pressure to do something, and I didn't know what what to do. I mean, I can't just take it a red lobster and call it in the night. You know, I got to do something that's extraordinary, especially if I honestly forgot. So I, ain't other- no <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't buying no car. I ain't buying no car, that's for sure. <laughs> she understood. I, I bet you she understood all the pressures that you were under. Because it, it, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a, it takes a lot out of out of a, a man when he's doing so much and, he, and he's trying to help other folks and, they, and then... They treat him wrong and they treat his wife wrong, and he's still trying to be honest. Right. Under the lights of God. Because haven't we been pressured, and, 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 and there, here we are now, here we are. Haven't we been pressured to be, you know, to satisfy ever since Adam? Now, can, can I tell my joke now? Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he said, my cousin told me, he said, Adam Adam and God was having a conversation. And he said, uh, that he said hey, man, um, I'm going to hook you up. I see you staring at all these other animals got made. So I'm going to hook you up with a woman that don't talk back, 
Uh, she give you great sex every night. She gonna stay fine for the rest of her life. Ain't gonna never gain no weight. Ain't gonna never have no problems. I always gonna call you Lord and and say yes sir to you. And he say, man, what I gotta give for that? He said, you gonna have to give an arm and a leg. He said, what about what I gotta get for one rib? <laughs> what can I get for one rib? And that's what we got. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I told my wife that. She's like, well, you know, would you rather have an arm and leg? I was like, I don't know. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Adam, I mean, the pressure Adam was under to listen to God, God said, hey, don't go to that tree. The pressure him looking at Eve, and she's saying, here, eat this fruit with me. He said, "Where you get that fruit from?" She said, "From that tree." But do you think that's a pressure to 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 obey some someone else's laws that you can kind of blame that? Hey, I'm doing this because he said do it. That takes a lot of pressure off of me. Yeah, but the flesh hurts. The flesh is the pressure. No, 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 no. It depends. It depends. Because I mean, I feel satisfied. If I say no because God says so, if I say no because you know, um, God said do it this way, and and I'm not gonna follow your emotions, you know, emotions is the one that got us put out the garden. Well, what? Then what? Why is Tracy always in the picture? Then say again. Why is Tracy always in the picture? When you go, you know, when a lot of men, uh, we got divorced the first time because of Tracy. Really. Divorce because of that. Not on this call. No, I know most no. divorces happen because of it. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm not talking about us on the call. I'm just talking about men in general. Well, that's that's the thing that God tell you to run from. You know, so if you don't run from that, then you you bound to get locked in. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a it's a it's a transformation that some of us are going to make and some can't make. And the transformation is from being able to have an abundance of women or variety. So now you have this one And now this one Gets tired This one will have a headache She sometimes will have to take care of the kids Sometimes she may have had a bad day Sometimes you know There's things that happen within this, this relationship That we aren't We haven't wrapped our head around So now we like feel like you know We're entitled to certain things Because we're married So And then we say Well if you are not Then someone else will so the transition of saying, "Okay, now I'm a married man. I've got to, I've got to be patient, and I've got to wait, and I got to foreplay more, and I got to court more, and I got to do all these things that I did in the beginning to keep this thing going." And I think sometimes we just don't exhaust all the all the all the opportunities that we have to make our marriage flourish, so we just take the back door. You know, and that's Tracy. That's crazy. Because the back door seems easier. It seems less questioned. You know what I mean? More more spontaneous, more mysterious. You know, it just seems more exciting that back door. You know. But talk. It's harder to get back to the front door once, you know, once you step out. But go ahead. 
for tone. If, if we asked the question before, the pressures of satisfying your wife. If you're satisfying your wife, why you got to go look at Tracy? Because if you're satisfying your wife, then she's doing, you know, satisfying right. your back in return. Yeah, but, but again, again, yes, you can satisfy your wife. But that could be a sad, you could probably, you you could, it, it doesn't mean you satisfy her every every day. You could you could actually satisfy your wife once a week, right? If, I mean, that is, if you if you I look at it like this: if you are following God and doing what He He tells you to do, you're you're satisfying her every day, whether you are having sex or buying her something or just holding her hand and telling you you love her. You're satisfying whatever her needs are. I mean, women. Some people say men are simple. But if if a man actually tune in, women are really simple. If I tell my wife, I mean, you know, one thing like there's a pet peeve of mine. Every time my wife is on the phone with me, right before we get off, she says, I love you. I don't care if she just hang up and call me right back because she forgot to tell me something. Before she hangs up the phone, she tells me she loves me. And I can't stand that. Like, didn't I just tell you like two seconds ago that I love you? But by me just sitting back and saying, you know what, I, let me roll with this. You know, because if I don't say it, we're going to have some problems. So I said, and I, and the way I said is, I said before she said, to make her just smile. You know, and, and, and some kind of, that's, that's pressure. But, you know, in the long run, I'm doing exactly what she wants me to do and how she wants to feel. Every one, woman wants to know that they're loved by their man. Yeah, and then for you, I I do the exact same thing. Every time my wife talks, even if it's just for a second, we say I love you. Cause I, and I said this on the call many times before, especially like I'm on travel. You don't know when the next time you'll be able to make to say those words. Right. You're not promised the next second or minute. And, and you, if you miss that opportunity, you miss a, a golden opportunity for additional blessing from God. But 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 so so what do you want to happen if you know for her to say yeah he told me he loved me every day yeah but or, I mean it's, it's or, I'm saying all on, they or or saying man he really made me feel like he loved me but if that's what if her requirement is for me to. I ain't going to say hop on one leg or nothing like that, but if her only requirement or if I feel that she just wants to hear it all the time, because it, it, to me it takes the meaning away from the actual word when you say it so much. You know, that's my opinion about it. But to her, like, it, say again? I think I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but, but but to her, it's like the best thing in the world if I continue to tell her I suffer. For some reason, it's like, it's, it's dumb. I'm dumbfounded when, when it comes to why she want to hear it so much. But, I mean, but that's what she, I mean, she she feels loved when I tell her a million times a day after she tells me. I'm like, what kind of ignorant stuff is that? But, you know, that's what she likes, and that's what calms her spirit. That's what makes her feel better. That's what makes her feel loved by me. You know, and I don't have to do nothing else. But just tell her that. And if that's all I got to do to satisfy her, that's easy. But listen, listen, listen. Let me ask you a question. What if that's consolation prize number three? Meaning what? What does that mean? Meaning, and not just to you, I'm just saying. Let's just say she's like, well, you know, at least he's going to tell me that he loved me. 
See, sometimes in marriage, you know, we 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 do what we what what we think is required of us. And I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, but mm. that's to make up for some other deficiency. In who her? Uh, uh. It, it could just be in the marriage. I mean, because it comes a time where where you, you you see people, you know, who generally love each other, and they're not. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. No. Right. I'm gonna show you. You can look and you can see the affection. You can see how they wait on each other. You can see how they finish each, each other's sentence. You can just see the love opposed to the verbal talk about it. Yeah, but sometimes if you ask that woman, "What are you missing?" she gonna be. She will tell you. My my husband never tells me. He loves me. I know he loves me because he he holds my hand, he speaks to me, we communicate, and we watch TV together, we play games together. But I have a problem because he never tells me this simple thing. Gotcha. And and if that's all you need to be fixed, now I can't say I love you, then punch you in the face. No, I have to continue to do the things I'm supposed to do as a married, godly man. But if if, if you want to hear this little extra thing too, Okay, well, you got it. If that's going to satisfy you and keep me sexed up, cool, you got it. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. But um, is it pressure to uh, not only just say I love you, but to show your love through gifts, flowers, Are you under that type of pressure in your marriage? What is it? Material things. Taking your wife out on on trips and taking her out to dinner. I think more more of the material pressures is to make sure that everything, all the responsibilities are taken care of, and that falls upon us to make sure that that's done, more so than the, the extra stuff. Well, that's an automatic, though, bro. You don't have to do that if she's there or not. Yeah, but, I mean, that is, that is you know, a woman does not understand the pressures of being a man. Right. Um, and the pressures of being a man is that we've got to make sure everything's always taken care of. That's right. You know, I mean, there's no way that a woman can even grasp it. I mean, we walk down the street... And we have a different responsibility. We're walking down the street with our family, and we're checking out and making sure everything's okay, that everything is safe, that, you know, the guy on the corner, everything's good. And our wives are oblivious to the things that we have to deal with on a regular basis. That's true. And there's no way they can grasp that, because that's what God put into us, that we have a responsibility to to, to protect and to cover our family to make sure everything is right. That's yeah. more of the, the, the pressure that I feel. Uh, that a woman you can't even begin, she can't, you can't begin to explain that to her because we want to make sure everything is right. A woman does it because she has to because the man has dropped the ball and he's not around and she has to. But we, as a man, we, this is what we live for. Okay, we, you know, this, and, and it's a pressure, but it's something that we we desire to do because we feel like a man when we do those things. And if we don't, if if a woman is out of a job, she's out of a job. If a man is out of a job, it attacks who he is. That's that's true. That's true. It affects uh, 
the, the way the the household is. Well, so how does it affect the man when when uh, the wife doesn't treat him as the head of household and she tries to take over? Well, that's a whole other that's a whole other call. <laughs> because I mean, there is families where the the woman doesn't have faith in her own man that he's going to take care of business. Well, it's because he had he got a history of something else. You know, you 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 got to attach it to a history behind multiple failures on keeping a job or could be anything. But if she don't have faith in her husband, then it's because he done he's proved himself over and over that he he's he's uh, incompetent or something. Well, either that or she comes from a history of seeing men drop the ball. Right, right, right. It may right. not be her husband, but she may be raised um, not in an environment that the yeah. men haven't been men, and she's only seen that 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 men hit and run, do that thing, and, and right. it's going to be the woman that has to pull the weight. Mm. That's how my wife was raised, and and it was it was it was a big change for her for me to say no, no, I'm the man, I got this. That's right. That's right. I mean, she would she'd have a fit. You know, because I wouldn't let her carry the groceries up the steps. My wife had a fit when I opened the door for her for the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and... and she thought I wanted some booty on the first day. Well, I did, but I was just opening the door because I was... <laughs> 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 yeah. But it's true. I mean, hey, we all want it. But, but yeah, I mean, these, these pressures that uh, men are under... Um, it, it can affect the way the marriage goes. Uh, if a man can't hold a job, uh, if he can't satisfy his wife, if he can't take care of bills. Let me let me ask a question. Yeah. Are we are are we built for these pressures? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was and uh, we, we I don't want to get into the Bible, but it was put on us. It was part of a punishment to put on us to grow. So these pressures allows us to 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 get to a next level, and it's always to that next level that we find what we need, what we're searching for. Even if we stumble upon it, we're gonna find what we through these pressures. We're gonna find what we're looking for through going through these pressures. If we pass the you know the next level and on up. Yeah, I mean at the beginning of the call we said that. Um, and manhood really starts at the age of two or three years old. Once we once we start walking our own, you yeah. know, we're we're trained and taught. If, if if there's a father in the home, you're trained and taught what to do. And, and moms, they they train and teach you the do's and don'ts. And you, you don't get raised the same as a as a as a daughter does. That's right. Right, and you shouldn't be. But but to, to kids, you know that that's I mean I got my 17 year old son and my 15 year old daughter. He always want to compare. Well, you don't say that to Nene, or you don't do that to Nene, or you don't make her take out the garbage. You know, I'm like, what well, do you want to be treated like a woman? I mean, because <laughs> children they look at they look at things differently than society do. They just looking at mom and dad showing favoritism towards me to her. They don't look at that's the only way they think. That's the only thing they think about. And it's and it's hard to raise a boy and a girl in the same household when they're right behind each other. And 
I well, one you got to beat half crazy, and the other one you just got to look at for them to you know to get the response you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's how it is in my house. I don't understand at that age what you have to do, and a lot of times the woman does not understand what you have to do with your son. Right, that's true. It causes a lot of tension. Yeah. That causes a lot of tension because a lot of times women, you know, they're true they want to cuddle and, and and they don't understand that that you have got to bring it to that boy because you know what he's going to really face. Yeah. But, but you know what, and that's why we all need to be like a Ike, you know, an Ike. He set the, the 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 precedence up front, day one. He already telling them, hey, this is my position. This is what your position is. I'm in control of this. You're in control of that. This is how it's going to be. And every time she slide left or right, he nudge her back in the middle and let her know. So then by the time that child, if he do that for 15, 16 years, she's going to automatically know the response of her husband. You're not talking about Ike Turner, right? No, I'm talking about Ike. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ike Clay. No, I'm talking about Ike on the phone. You know, he 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 nudged the, the place. You know that, right? Say what? He nudged it in the place. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, well, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but she understands where you're coming from when he opens it. <laughs> so there's some certain standards that we need to to start off at the beginning. Yeah. In our marriage, that Absolutely. sometimes we may not communicate. Right. But 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 where does the word control come into play? Well, let me just say the word controlling when it comes to that. I believe it comes in when. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Anybody else want to answer that? Because I answer it later. Hmm. No, I'm no I'll, ask you. I'll ask you it again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it comes in. It, 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 I believe it comes in when other side of your relationship see something they never seen before or they don't have in their own household because they're not allowing their husbands to do it or their husbands don't behave that way. And then as soon as they see a different type of relationship where it is a godly one and you're, you're following the order of God where the woman needs to talk to her husband and it's a lot of communication going on. So if you let's say you're in the room full of ten couples and Ten of those, uh, eight, half of those, six of those couples, they don't communicate, and another three or four, they don't even, they don't even get along with their husbands. So now you come in with your wife, and your wife says, "Honey, do you, do you, do you want me to get you something while I'm up?" And then you say, "Yeah, sure, honey, bring me a glass of water." They gonna all look in that direction like, "What in the world is she doing? Why she, why he can't get her own? Why he can't get his own stuff?" I mean. And and just because their relationship or the majority of the relationships in that room is not like that, they're gonna look down on a relationship that is supposed to be holy one, a holy one. And that and that's how it is. And when we go to our family reunions, and my wife, you know, we're at, at, at anywhere, and she's doing something for me, or she fixed my plate. Oh, that's a good one. We had Christmas dinners. She fixed my plate and she brings it to me, and I say thank you. Then she fixed me. Some, and the kids ain't even ate yet. She ain't fixed the kids' plate yet. She fixed my plate, and she brings it to me, fixed me something to drink, and bring it to me. Then she starts with the youngest kid, and then all the way up to the oldest one, and then she fixed her plate last. And people are watching. And, they, oh, and the dude's thing. like, man, man, you got your wife under control. Yeah. Hear that. And they're like, dang, why are you fixing his plate? He, can, he, he got two legs. He can get up and fix his own plate. 
So that's where that control come in when their relationship is not like that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, you know, I mean, that makes sense too. But I mean, that that's a good thing. But the what I'm talking about is when the wife feels as though the husband's too controlling because of the rules and the stamps and the and the regulations. Because I got accused of that in the beginning. You know what I mean? That you, well, you got these rules, and I'm like, I don't have no rules. What do you mean rules? I didn't come with rules. You know what I mean? But controlling, you know, and when you have a woman that's always been independent and then a man comes into the picture, she can feel that way. Like, I haven't been doing it this way. Why we got to do it this way? Why we got to do it your way? Why can't we do it my way? You know, her way may not always be the way that suits a marriage situation. It may be good for an independent single situation, but now a marriage situation, all the rules change, and sometimes they have an issue with the transition. So the the the... The controlling part was was the question was detailed to for the wife, mm. not yeah, not just the family members. Man, the wife. I'm gonna tell you something. When a wife, a, a woman, I ain't gonna say a wife. When a woman find herself a godly man, everyone outside of her or the way she was raised is gonna see that uh, relationship as a controlling one because it is it is so uh, particular. And if a man is following God, I tell my wife all the time, if I'm following God, you can follow me. If I'm not following God, this is the hard one, you still have to follow me. But it's better if I follow God and you following me. But to any other household in that situation, everyone else views that as a control factor. Everyone outside of our relationship that's not of Christ see that as a control factor. But I have to stay on point to get her to trust me like that. What I mean, but then you're talking about, I think we talked about this earlier, about there's women that just, uh, they don't want, they put that barrier up to allow, only to allow their man to do so much. And he's what is, what do you mean allow her man to do so much? That they put him under the pressure that he can only do this. She'll only listen to him and go with him to this point only. She's not going to allow him to take a risk and go forward or, or, or carry the family forward because this is all she wants. And that's her choice or his choice? He It has to be his choice because he agreed to it. <laughs> hey, say what it is. It's her choice. Her <laughs> right. Her say what it is. <laughs> yeah. But if he agrees to it, I mean, I, I believe that's what, I mean, we've seen families like that where he might want to do something and she says no. And you well, I mean, I mean, it, 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 because she's always saying no or he can't go see his family, but they, they can always go see hers. Wait a minute. So what was that established at the beginning for in order for her to make her think that she got that kind of control? Now, that's control. When a woman try to step into a man's spot, that's control. Okay, okay. It all started when y'all was dating, and you said, hey, can I have some booty? And she said, no. Right. <laughs> she said, you got to hang around a little longer before you get this booty. Okay. She was establishing her control. Okay. That's it. It don't change. We think, okay, it, now it, we got to change. It does change. It does change. All right. It changes because it changes because if 
I am not a, a man of God at that time. Or even if I am, I am not doing a godly thing by asking her for premarital sex. That's number one. So I don't want to give up my own card at that point. So if I gave up my card, my religious card, and, and, and then I'm trying to go for the gold, and then she said, aren't you a religious man? And she put me up under this gun, and now she's saying, now I'm doing, I'm actually doing what a Christian man would do, and then I'm actually waiting six, nine, 12, 15 months to, before I put the ring on and we cross the altar. And I and she see me persevere through all of that, and through that I'm growing in Christ at the same time. Ain't no way in the world we're going to have to reverse that when we get married because I've been walking the whole time upright. Well, if that's the if, if what you're saying is correct, then there shouldn't be any pastors anywhere that got marriage problems. They got who? Marriage problems. There shouldn't be any men of of faith that have marriage problems if what you're uh, saying is correct. No, I'm just I'm just giving you the perfect scenario. I'm not saying everyone is like that. Now, because probably 95% of them are not like that. But that's probably why most of them cheat on their wives. I mean, I'm not saying wow. most, a lot of them do. You know, a lot of them cheat on their wives because now they're not submissive or they they're they're not you know attractive anymore. Or so many women coming at them, or whatever the case may be, or men coming at them in some cases, but. You know, it, it's just not the it, – it, it didn't start out like that. You know, it's hard to be – I'm going to tell you, this Christian walk, man, it is so – sometimes it's very difficult, especially when you got Tracy's walking around in the summertime at work, perfume, toes out back, showing off her tattoos, halfway skirt, halfway up her butt cheeks, and ain't nobody telling her she can't wear that to work. Yeah, but you got to also add in is that um, – the pressures of a married man when it comes to Tracy is that that wedding band that you have on is a magnet. Yeah, that makes it difficult. <laughs> no, makes it, it more becomes, difficult. Yeah, it becomes a magnet. It's like, ooh, let me see if I can get this married man. All these single men out here, well, they're dogs. But this one, but you I don't look at it that to... way. But there's the other way you look look at it too, and it could be protection. You see, we don't always have to look at it that way. You know, a married man gets all the play. We can look at well, married man is also now protected. You see what I'm saying? Because if you don't, like, if you are friendly with Tracy at the job, but you're not trying to holler, then she's going to say, yeah, because he's married. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes that 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 ring on your finger is actually protection, you know, and she may say, well, you know what, he married, man, you know, he, you know. Still hard not to look. Well, yeah, yeah, you're going to look. You know, that flesh, and that, and that goes back to the pressures of the flesh. No, it's artwork. <laughs> artwork, you're, you're right, artwork. because, I mean, because you don't have to just see it in, in person. You can look at it on TV. Yeah. You know, they got that thing on Skinamax. No, no, that's different. That's not artwork. That's pornography. Yeah. And then, 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 then that's it. You got pornography. You got that soft and hard pornography. You you, you can look at anywhere. You got these little stars, and you got some people that walk the street. Mm. That old profession, that the oldest profession in the book. The pressures. 
Because the internet, I mean, the men lose impressions all the time. Even right when they get ready to get married, what's the first thing they do? They have a bachelor party, right? Yeah. Some wilder than others. But in that pressure... But not really. I mean, you know, you got to understand what the, the history behind a bachelor party. That was supposed to be the last night to get your freak on with somebody else before you commit yourself for the rest of your life to one person. That was that was designed to destroy. So, you know, that's no why, doubt. you know, we shouldn't have bachelor parties. I mean, that's not bachelor parties. That's, that's you right there. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> You've been dating somebody. All this time, they the one, they the right one. This one you're going to take home to mama, have kids with, be with for, till death do you part. Yeah, but you got to hit one more before you marry her? Hey, man. That don't even sound right. Right. It don't even sound right. Wow. And you got other married men telling you to do it. Right, right. Put it in her face. I hired the finest one from Magic City. That's what I had. I had to, I ain't going to go into that. <laughs> yeah, leave that one alone. But you know I mean, it's pressure. It's it's pressure to stay. Wait, I want to I want to drop a monkey wrench. I want to drop a. Go ahead. <clears throat> How does household stress give us pressure? Now, you know, I know with that, you know, uh, doing this thing every Tuesday night um, is kind of difficult uh, when you think about it because we do have uh, wives and uh, careers and children. Uh, Some of us older heads have grandchildren. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, literally, it's a little bit of pressure. You know, Household stress is a little bit of pressure. Sure, it is. No, it's, it, it, it really is. A, it really is an obligation and a backup to the Bible to make sure that because you got to come back here and talk, man. Like Saturday, for instance, if P Town wasn't outside cutting cutting uh, my my property, um, I probably would have been over there cussing at that lady with my wife. It probably would, mm-hmm. I probably would have been on an obligation because she disrespected her so bad. But I know P-Town looking at the situation, and, and, and I can't conduct myself like that because I got to come back and report to you guys, hey, this is what happened. And I got to tell the truth because I had a witness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm so it kind of obligates you to, to, to follow what you, you're saying, or it kind of obligates you to be a, 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 a greater man. Because I, I, I hear nothing but great men on this phone call every Tuesday night. And, you know, you, we, we, we got to meet that or match that with each other and, and, and hold each other accountable for every action that they take. You know, I, I would hate to have to, him to have to come back and say, yeah, man, I mean, I had to pull you out of that situation, dude. I thought you was a little bit better than that. You know, I wouldn't want that to happen. I would feel so not worthy of, you know, I, I would feel demoted in my own right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And here's the reality, Darren, and thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. But here's the reality is that, you know, we're at the, we're at the mercy of, you know, the, the software that uh, we, we've chosen to use over the past uh, five years. And, you know, tonight uh, 
it was. I mean, it almost got to a point where you know we we had to call it off. Um, you know, because you know the show was supposed to start at nine o'clock, but we didn't start until close to quarter to ten. You know, because of technical difficulties that were literally out of our hands. I mean, it's really nothing. You know that we could have done differently tonight. Um, you know, it wasn't that we weren't prepared like we normally are. It just, you know, we're at the mercy of the software that uh, we're, we're tied to at the moment. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like you said, I mean, it's an obligation that, you know, and thankfully you hung around because there are guys there that dialed in and, and couldn't get through as uh, me and the hosts and uh, T Hawk were trying to get through and say, man, you know, this tonight may have been their first time seeing the topic, the true pressures of a, of a married man, and, you know, trying to get in. But guess what? You know, they, they, they got the, you know, your your num- your pen is not accepted, or whatever that lady was saying tonight mm-hmm. for the first 40 minutes. And they hung up, and they'll never return. Whereas we're on the other side, like, the, the, the show has to go on. We're figuring out, you know, how can I help? You know, let me log on to my computer. Maybe my Internet is a little bit faster, a little bit different, or try this laptop or try that, because the show has to go on because of the pressures that we feel every week. And i tell you like this. Now, we had a a radio show. um, Some of you may, some of you know, some of you don't know, but um, we had a radio show uh, this year. It started January, started the top of the the year, and uh, we had a six-month contract, and the six-month contract expired uh, last uh, Monday. So our contract expired, and at this time we did not renew. And you know, the the, the one of the guys that that I, that we talked to said that one he missed one show, you know, during the the six months, you know, the twenty four episodes that we ran, and he missed one show, and he said his week was messed up. Mm. His week was made. Didn't know, you know, what happened. It just didn't feel right. And just imagine if. You know, for the for the for the you regulars, you really you know it it, it kind of messes up your week. Now I know we have uh, obligations, we have career obligations. Um, you know, we have uh, family duties, we have you know uh, we, we just that vacation. You know, Aruba. You know, well um, things come up. And, speak now, you know, speak now. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to you now. I'm on your street. I'm on your street. But I mean, literally, we expect that. But if 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 you're at home, if you're in the regular. Uh, day to day, and you know you have the ability to 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 get in on this thing, and you don't. You know I know that you. I, I can assume that your week is messed up too, because mine is. I know that if you know, I'm, and we're sitting here like you know, like trying to figure that the show has to go on because all of our weeks will be a little bit off if we had to, and we wouldn't do it tomorrow night. We wouldn't do it Thursday night. We wouldn't reschedule. We have to wait another week. So you're talking about two weeks, you know, to where where we've been carrying these pressures, as the host has been describing, you know, for us this evening, various pressures. Maybe you were aware of them, maybe you weren't, some of them that we've talked about this evening. But at the same time, just imagine if we were like, hey, you know, at at, at 9.15, like, hey, you know, the software ain't working, let's let's just go watch uh, reality TV or let's find something on TV tonight. You know, uh, we have an obligation because I, uh, our weeks would have been met. I would have been, you know, feeling a little bit strange and odd if uh, we weren't able to get this thing going tonight. I thank God that we did. 
you know. But I mean, you talk about pressure. Household stress is pressure. I mean, this thing oh. is it, it. It's not on autopilot, folks. Man, you know, every week. Yeah, I mean, it's not on autopilot. So I mean, you think that you know, just putting this thing together and and and, and having excellent material that nobody else has in the world. You know, to 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 make this thing work every single week. Yeah, it's tough. man. You know, and then cater, and then people don't. You got to realize, you got to try to cater to, like we we average twenty calls, twenty folks tonight, and that was at nine. You know, coming in at ten, almost ten o'clock. So you still got to cater. We heard a couple new voices tonight. So yeah, and literally, and 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 just to just to finish up. You know, uh, before tonight's show, we were on another radio show. Tonight. Early in the day. Yeah, I mean, we were just this evening, you know, we were on another radio program. We invited guests, so we had to speak to them. And then, you know, I was in the middle of something. Uh, T-Hawk was literally in the middle of something at his job. He couldn't, I mean, he just couldn't get there on time, and it it is what it is. So y'all advertise that at, man, because I ain't heard nothing about that. Oh, we we put it on on our Facebook group. Um, it was out there, but I mean, literally, T. Hawk, you know, did, he was like, "Man, I, I, I just can't make it. You know, I, I have an appointment I have to make, and we understand that, so we have to, you know, hold it down." And the same thing in the middle of the interview, I'm, I'm literally uh, dealing with my daughters that have uh, piano practice, so <laughs> I'm, I'm on. I can't say much, you know, for a few minutes, and it's a lot of pressure. And then we have to come here, and you know, I had to come <laughs> home and get the baby boy and. You know, do things, and they wanted to play outside till eight thirty, quarter to nine, and I'm like, I got another show to do at nine o'clock. I can't be out here messing with y'all tonight. You got listen, man. I, I, I look at it like this. You know, house, household stress. I mean, it, it's not a, uh, it's not stressful to me and to each his own. But do it. I, it's just a known a known fact that the show will go on. It ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. Even if the software didn't come up to eleven, if it was one or two people on the on the phone, then we would have been talking back and forth. Cause I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere, and I know there's another lot of obligated people on the phone call just like that. And when yeah. you when you're loyal to something, because you 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 pretty much need something in order to 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 make it through your next week, because you gonna have you got something to live, man. It's like mm-hmm. a it's like your your life is like a show, if you actually think. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, we we all make money on reality, reality TV every day, which is an adaptation of their life. Yeah. You actually, you absolutely right. Yes, I'm 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 looking at it like I go to I got an obligation to my my church family, I got an obligation to my household stress family, and they one in the same. But mm-hmm. no, and every week I I know every day somebody looking at me some kind of way to perform a godly duty because God is looking at me also to perform the same. So if I uphold my part, then that can help them uphold whatever part got they got coming too, or whatever you know stresses that they got coming. Because I'm telling you, I haven't felt like I was I was madder than a motorcycle with no oil on Saturday, and and I could oh, not yeah. let T Town see me get that way. Yeah, no, no, and, and I had to talk. I mean, we talked about it. It's like you know, some things you gotta let go, but you gotta look at the the big portion. You getting that evil out of your life. I was yeah. a temporary state. Now it's gonna cost us, and we talked about the pressures of money, but at the end of the day. 
you got a lesson learned, and then you're going to learn from it so it won't happen again. But, but if you were that beat down, then I would have. Oh, I know. It would have jumped off. It would have jumped off. I know <laughs> what I because I was the same way. <laughs> this woman almost ran on my wife's feet. Just when she leaned on the car, and you just drive on. Oh, it's, it's getting ready to be on. He, you're going to see the other side of Patrice. <laughs> I was like, I, I said, oh, Lord, it's getting ready to jump off. And, but, but he did the, the right Christian thing. He said, baby, go get the car. He calm yeah. down, just go sit in the car. Let me work with Patrice, and then we go down and we're handling it. And, yeah, and, and that was the right thing to do. And and, and that was and, and I'm a, and I hate to say it, but that was only because you was there. That's, <laughs> right. that's, that's real talk. That's real talk. Yeah, because I mean, you gonna tear up our property, causing us five thousand, seven thousand worth dollars in damages, and you gonna drive away. And get an attitude when my wife is trying to ask you for the keys. You you're asking for a, a punch in the face, but my mm-hmm. wife was out there dancing like she had to use the bathroom. I mean, you know, because she was ready to fight so bad. And I'm like, hey, you know, hold on now, we 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 got a show to do Tuesday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, but you got the neighbors outside, you hey, know, okay. and, you, and, and you're bringing the image. Yep. Yeah. You know, you bring it. You bring it home to some. I mean, people stop cutting their grass and, and washing their cars, and, and they see us out here cutting the food. You know, and we supposed to be the examples that they supposed to be following. So, so here's the last question of the night, fellas, and this is a very, very important question: Is it pressure to serve God, Ooh. your church, and your fellow man, Ooh. along with your family? Ooh. It can be, brother. It can be some pressure there. And I think one of the reasons why I'm asking, asking, answering the question is because of Darren's example just now. <laughs> because you actually, y'all were just talking about that question that you just asked. That's you know right. Saying? Because, because just like I told Darren, we went to a Bible study last Thursday, me and Darren. And um, and we talked about this. And I told him, I said, I take my hat off to you. Because I don't know if I could have done it. I don't know if I could have handled it the way that he did. But he knew that there are people watching. He knew that at the end of the day, God is watching. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what matters the most, that it's a test. All it is is a test. we got to keep remembering, man, in the back of our mind, we are being tested. It's a test. Mm. You see what I'm saying? These people yeah. aren't real. It's a test. They just are here to set me up. So let That's me just chill and do what's expected of me to do by him. Now everybody else is expecting you to just flick off. And and yep. and again, we would have all understood. That's yeah. the crazy part. We would have all been like, Yeah, yo, yo, man, you need to smack <laughs> people in the mouth. Right. Because we need we need to take their car flipped upside down. I mean, there's some things we could have done. We could have made it so they wouldn't drive their car away. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? We could have came, we could have went with a plan before we got there. Be like, okay, this is how we're going to handle this. You know, but, again, you had to, you know, the end of the day had to come. And at the end of the day, you had to stand firm on, on, on your faith. Yeah. Because that's all that matters. Those people don't even matter. 
that money don't even matter because he's going to give it to you again. Yeah, but you just not thinking about it at that time. You're like, man, I, I, it, how am I going to find that's when, that's when That's when the flesh, that's where you got to fight the flesh. That's right. That's right. That's when you have to fight the flesh because once the flesh take over, that pressure, now it's just like a pressure cooker. You, you know, you hold all that pressure in, and then once that, that water gets hot, it, it stings and it makes that noise, that little little top just starts ringing and it makes that noise and it has to release that pressure. And that's what I told my wife. I said, you know, she said, she asked me, she's like, how can you, you can, how, where's your release valve? Where, where, how do you release? I said, you know, that's why you got to let me continue to get on the phone Tuesday night mm-hmm. and don't let, because this is a, a, church is, now, now church is not even, I, I mean, I love my church. But church is not a release valve. That's just something for you to sit there, soak in, listen, uh, and, you know, try to live by. But it ain't no outlet for discussion. No. And when you come to on Tuesday night, now you got the church and you got, you know, you got the Christian side and you got a real side that you can dialogue with. And that's a pressure valve. I mean, that, that just released all the pressure. So I don't have to go off. And hold it, build, let it build up and build up, and then one, one somebody say something to me, explode on that one person, and all they said to, hey, can I borrow a dollar? You know, and and, and it wasn't even that serious, but you have to have an outlet, you know, and and that's what I was gonna email you, T. Hawk, tell you what 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 my topic, what I wanted the topic to be, but it it, it revolves around that because we have to have a, a a pressure release, and and this has to be it. This has to be it. I don't know how regular Christians do it without who they going to talk to. Yeah. 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 Now, now, again, it's that time, and we're already here. So i got to ask this question. Does a Christian married man have more pressure than a non-Christian married man? Yes, he does. 100% does. Yeah, absolutely. Because, one, he has to... He has to honor God. So everything that he has to do has to be honored by God. He has to make sure that he does that. Then he has to honor, because if somebody's going to follow him, if his wife and his kids are going to follow him, then he has to make sure that he 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 takes the right footsteps. And it goes back to what Darren did. He could have snapped. He could have went off. That was the flesh. But he honored God by saying, you know what, we're going to handle this a different way. Can you answer your question again? Hmm? Give your question again. I said, does a Christian married man have more pressures than a non-Christian married man? Have more pressure. More pressure. More pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and please forgive me if 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 it didn't come out right, but I hope y'all understand what I'm trying to talk about. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Sure. You know, and then I mean, because P Town, you were giving examples of our pressure, but if mm-hmm. someone doesn't have to, in his mind, answer to God, what pressures does he have? He's got to have had some pressures. He's a married man. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, I think, and I guess in my quick thinking about that question, because I think it's a really good question, I think it's a, uh, I think there are different pressures. Um, it's interesting. The reason why I think that question is interesting 
is for the simple fact of uh, the Christian married man is to be free, um, is to cast his cares, um, not to worry, not to be afraid, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all these things that that Christ Himself and, and the Bible and uh, in other words the other writers also spoke of. So I don't think it's a really interesting question because in one way you'd almost say you should have less pressures, less worries. There it is. Less stress. There it is. That's it. There it is because that faith kicked in. It's like faith got to kick in at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to cast on somebody who can handle it because you That's can. That's right. That's right. A, a, a non-Christian married man, he don't know where to go. Absolutely. He don't know where to go. He, he depended on his own back. Exactly. I get this on my own back. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? He's I may have God. to rob somebody to pay this light bill. He's his own God. He's his own God. <clears throat> like, yeah, yeah. Let the host let Chuck in. Woo, that was good. That was good. Okay. I got to let Chuck in. Yep. Good words. Still to... Good, 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 good words. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, you in? You in there, Chuck? You want to say something? Yeah, I'm here, man. Yeah, he's ready for open mic, Mr. Hose. All right. It is right on time, 1130. Uh, great call, fellas. Great call. There's a yes, lot of pressures sir. on men, a lot of pressures. There's probably more that we didn't even get to that we can probably uh, discuss more, either with our kids, uh, more pressures about how we handle uh, situations, arguments with our wives, um, when we get in the doghouse, how we get out of the doghouse. There's a lot of different things we, we didn't get to, but, um, there'll be another time we can get to uh, a lot of those things. And the pressures of, of not getting divorced. Yeah. You know, a lot of us, we talked about the first, you know, going into the second and third marriages. But um, I didn't get to it tonight, but um, we'll get to it next time. But the pressures of not, you know, that divorce is not an option in the family. We'll talk about it. Yeah, that's 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 heavy right there. Mm-hmm. You got to get to I'm, a place. You can't. You you have to graduate to that place. Mm-hmm. You have to I graduate. Mean, yeah, that's not something that you just walk in. You can mm-hmm. say it before, and it sounds real good. You know what I mean? But when you get that sucker punch left, that right hook, you know what I mean? You get tripped up. You get that bag of hit hit with that bag of nickels. And you're like, man, this is rough. Uh, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I mean, my eighth year of marriage, you know, that going through that seventh, eighth, that that itch, that seventh, eighth, ninth year, we did, if we didn't go to counseling, I'll be probably sitting here talking about my second marriage right now. But yeah. because yeah. We, we, we took that, that step, and, that, and and it took me to take the step. She always would cry counseling, 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 and I was always the one to say, no, no, no. If you don't like it, you know, it is what it is. I just can't stand what you're doing. And, and, and we never got to what the root cause of it was. 
And, we, and the thing was, is that, well, I said, well, I think we're beyond the point of religious counseling. We need to go and get the paid. I'll pay for it, counseling. And once we went and got the paid for counseling, we like to scare that man half to death. And then, but at the end of the day, he, you know, he was well worth the money because he he saved our marriage. Hmm. Well, you so, know, um, um, I hear you, but I'd like to say that, you know, for you to make that decision and that judgment call as the head of your family, then I would like to give you the credit for saving your marriage, because a yeah. lot of guys won't even go to counseling; they won't even seek help. They'll just be like, well, you know, uh, we did. So, you know what I mean? I might as well go get somebody else. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough trying to uh, uh, make that decision. But I had to break down. It was the pressure of saying, you know what? I'm going to break down and satisfy your needs, and I'm going to go see this man and see how so he can see how crazy you are. You know what, though, Pete? I mean, a lot of us, we we are attracted to bosses. We are attracted to women that are bosses. I'm saying, meaning not not our actual money secretary boss type thing. I'm talking about a woman that's a boss, like a like a like a true soldier. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I I met your wife, and she's a go getter, and 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 she can take the reins. Brother, you there or not? She 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 gonna take take the reins and and take care of business, and mm-hmm. and that's that's and and that's why I married my wife because that's an that's attractive that's an attractive uh, trait to have to know that you know just in case I slip, she gonna get out here and meet meet the meet the needs of the home, and and, and we ain't gonna lack for nothing. That's right. You know, uh, and 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 that's but but one thing they gotta they gotta understand is. You know, it's time to to turn that on, and it's a time to turn that off. And when I'm in my proper position, then it's okay to let let everything let me handle everything. And you know, you need to just turn that on when it's necessary. You know, that's a hard thing for a strong woman to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and mm-hmm. I've run into the same thing. But um, a, a real woman of God, when those things raise up, will go to prayer. And say, okay, Lord, this is this is the man you put in my life. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of worldly women will buck up against that. Mhm. Mhm. Now, if I could just get my wife to communicate it to me better, and sometimes I'd be like, "Are right, you you think I work for you, don't you?" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of which, by the way, guys, in our area, uh, my wife is putting together a married women's uh, group that are going to get together face-to-face like we do here, but talk about serious issues and, you know, that married women face. Okay. Mm. That's dope. That's good. In Waldorf or? Yeah, right in Waldorf. What nights? What days? Um, She hadn't told me that, but she's uh, she is just about to announce it and kick it off. She's spoken to some of the women, as a matter of fact, some of the women of uh, the guys on this call. Um, I know she's talked to your wife Patrice, uh, and also to your wife Tony. Um, so it's 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 pretty close to being birthed, but it's it's definitely um, they, they tried to call, and the women for some reason just didn't gravitate to calling. 
but the face-to-face thing, they, they seem to be real excited about. And I, I think they they might it might be better if they add something to it. Like maybe like a, you know, like a Tupperware party. And they talk about... Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> you know, they're, they're you know doing, pampered chef. They're having some, 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 some things that they're doing. I know yeah. one of them, they're going to be having a, a popcorn social. My wife popcorn is social, about yeah. That. There you go. Uh, just, there you go. Goofy thing. Well, I shouldn't say goofy. Um, you know, themed things they're going to be doing. And, and, and sometimes they're going to be making jewelry, and sometimes they're going to be making cards, and sometimes they... You know they're gonna have wine and cheese, and just 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 women things. Yes. Yeah, so if you're in this area, that. you know, um, you know, might put a bug in your wife's ear, because I mean, just like we grow from this, this is this is how we get to get, you know, different different angles of things, and if the women are getting that, I mean, that's that's really what the Bible teaches anyway. Okay, that the mature women are to teach, you know, the young in the faith. Uh, how to be a woman of God. Mm-hmm. Now, where are you going to be at, Andrew, when all these women at your house? <laughs> be puffing, puffing and passing, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll be out there with Tony hitting that little ball. <laughs> there you go. Walking in the woods trying to find out where mine went. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. I've done that once or twice. Hey, this is a good call, fellas. Um, it's time for that thing called open mic. I really do appreciate it. For some reason, I lost my spot. I got to I got to log back in. But, Just uh, press uh, star two and star one. Star two, star one. Let me see. Star. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.